0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're glad that you're with us this morning on Real Presence Live. We are broadcasting live from Queen of the Beautiful renovated, recently renovated. It's a beautiful parish here in Dickinson, North Dakota, Queen of Peace Parish. And we thank uh, Monsignor Richter and the staff for all their accommodations. We, we've set up our studio in the gathering space here at Queen of Peace. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a great space this is. And uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Doug Jellick. And uh, we are in the second half hour uh, segment. And we have with us Uh, Monsignor Thomas Richter.
2: Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Doug. Good Good morning, Monsignor. Monsignor, I have to be honest with you. When I looked at these questions for you, I thought, do we really need to ask questions of Monsignor? I think he could carry himself for, for the rest of the hour, if not more. I just, I just want to thank you for being here. We love hosting it, love having you here in the,
3: the gathering space at Queen of Peace. So thank you for coming.
1: Oh, it's our, truly our pleasure, Monsignor. And gee, uh, they're here, the listening audience is here, to, here is, is tuned in to hear you. And so let's, uh, uh, but maybe we could start uh, by saying, uh, by asking, uh, tell, tell the listening audience of those that may maybe listening to you for the first time, can you tell us a little bit about you. monsignor tom richter i was ordained a priest
3: june 13th 1996 so i celebrated 25 years in uh 2021 25 years as a priest i've been here at queen of peace since july of 2018 so it's going to be four years uh come july um love it here fabulous parish i spent uh, also the last three years not this not this immediate past year but three prior years i had uh, the joy of teaching a little class at uh, trinity high school on um, largely prayer and discernment, what we're going to be talking
1: about this morning. So mm-hmm. it's something uh, I suppose it's something dear to me. Oh, indeed, uh, we're we're anxious to hear about that. Um, so you know, you you've been published uh, many times by uh, Catholic Lighthouse. I know uh, you've uh, had a uh, uh, a book here called "The Integrated Evangelizations: How to fil- Facilitate the Encounter with Christ." You have a uh, uh, some. Uh, Uh, episodes online with uh, Father Dominic Bauk about uh, discernment and uh, relationship that sort Uh, of thing so University of Mary's Prime Matters website yeah okay okay thank you for that but uh, let's just get right into it you're known for your work in discernment how did this come to be Monsignor well um, largely
3: because uh, Bishop Zipfel assigned me to be the vocation director for the Diocese of Bismarck in 2002 And I had the privilege of uh, serving the church in that uh, capacity, that position, that ministry till uh, 2013. So it was 11 years, which was, uh, yeah, just about half my priesthood. Um, And in that, right, uh, the centerpiece of of, uh, vocation work is is really assisting good men discerning um, what God is asking of them and helping them uh, assist in a generous response um and uh, in in addition to working with these good men carrying out this work i also was a bit spoiled and blessed to uh attend uh certain things for my own formation you know uh so the institute for priestly formation down in omaha nebraska i became very involved with on many levels both as a participant and as uh, adjunct faculty. So I had the privilege of making the Spiritual Exercises 30-Day retreat, Ignatian Retreat in '04, in '15, And then I also taught down at the Institute of Priestly Formation uh, seminarians. There's about, what, I think, about 200 seminarians who um, descend mm. upon the campus in the summer. And so I taught relational prayer down there with them. Also was able to direct, be a spiritual director for them um, on their eight days, so mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, b- because Bishop Ziffel appointed me to be the vocation director for the Diocese of
1: Bismarck, it opened up and it unfolded in all these ways. Mm-hmm. So we're, uh, you know, we're just thrilled to have you here. Uh, and an extended time, uh, uh, we have you in the next half hour too. Good, so- you guys never have me on long enough. Yeah, I so know that's finally, that's finally. so yeah so <laughs> so it all, uh, what I heard you say, uh, kind of reading between the lines, what, I, what I've read here, uh, it, it starts with prayer, Monsignor, <laughs> and, and uh, how we listen for God's voice. Can, nice. you, can you unpack that a little bit?
3: You bet, you bet. I, would, I think, uh, Mike, certainly what you said is not wrong, but I would like to back it up even a step further. Please. So, uh, per, perhaps what it's not, uh, so, so discernment being a person who is good at discernment spiritual discernment it has nothing to do with being a spiritual guru has nothing to do with navel gazing has nothing to do with living in a person's head so we have to get that out of the way so these false notions of discernment being this uh self-focused heady living in one's head Hmm. spiritual guru um no So, that's the first thing. That's what it isn't. Discernment, right? Discern comes from discernere, uh, the Latin word which means to distinguish one thing from another. Discernment is simply distinguishing one thing from another. What you're distinguishing are two voices. The voice of what Ignatius calls the good spirit and the voice of the bad spirit. This is what you're doing in discernment. That's the first step of discernment, being able to distinguish one thing from another. So, um, and I think much of the formation of discernment happens in the home by a mom and a dad Mm -hmm. with a child. So the first step in being able to to discern is getting a person from being self-focused, self-absorbed, right? Discernment isn't about locking someone, locking yourself in a closet all alone and thinking about what is God's voice saying to me. I suppose at a certain point in one's life, you you get there and you do those sorts of things. But if you're a self-focused, self-absorbed person, that's still only going to lead to you listening to a self-focused voice, right? So um, I had a buddy in the in the seminary who was um, who was uh, frequent who frequently would simply say to to me and anybody else who needed to hear it, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. So the groundwork for discernment is forming a person in their nature to be other focused, to not be absorbed. Not to not be uh, stuck in oneself, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think moms and dads that that largely happens by mom and dad forming a child well, um, so so that the person isn't stuck in their self around a question. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say that's the first thing because in fact Saint Augustine says this. Saint Augustine says this. it's, it's profound, and it really brings things down to the uh, nitty-gritty. The spirit of evil, and I've said this many times in conversations with you, Mike, the spirit of evil is in Kravatu Say, The spirit of evil is curved in. The spirit of evil is any movement in you and me that curves me in on myself. So, what is the first step? What's the first step of discernment? Coming to be aware of a voice
1: that turns me in on myself that's right so yes uh just one thought here real quick uh that this this discernment when people uh, say i'm discerning uh thank you for clarifying that it's a uh not a focus on self that's right okay so it's a focus on what god wants me to do (laughs) yeah okay so yeah please please continue please continue
3: for for example right if i was to focus on what you're trying to say to me right what, what's going to be a major obstacle is if I'm stuck in myself, if I'm stuck in my head and I'm stuck in myself and I'm focused on myself, I can't actually hear what you're saying. I can't actually pay attention to you, who is other than me, speaking to me. Um, and that's the first step in, the, in discernment, being able to be focused on an I, thou, uh, someone other than me. The spirit of evil is precisely that which gets me trapped in me, not being able to listen to another. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so I would say that's a nice first rule when it comes to discernment before you ever start sitting down and praying holy hours, right? Mm-hmm. So, so um, yeah, and that would come down to like discerning on whether I should stay up another hour or go to bed. Uh, th- th- those things are all around being turned in on oneself or, or not. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's something we don't stress enough. I know it's not on the real mystical, spiritual level, but it is the groundwork for being able to, uh, to hear. That's why you can get some really simple people, really simple people in a parish with no educational background, no theology background, no philosophy background, not much even catechetical background. And and can't n- necessarily talk about these things. But they follow the voice of God just habitually because they are people who live focused
2: on, on others and free from this. Monsignor, we are blessed uh, here in Dickinson that you run... Two, two groups, uh, a women's group and a men's group, and I've been part of that, and we've talked about the spirit of evil, spirit of, of good, and you did indicate one time, if, if we're in a, a, a debate whether or not with ourselves whether or not it's a spirit of evil or spirit of good, you indicated it's by the fruit of the spirit that yeah. then you know who it is. Can you go on? To, nice. Thank, thanks. thanks, Doug. Yeah, and I would say the first fruit is this. So
3: how do you distinguish between one voice from another? I'm saying one should start to be aware of what it's like when one is curved in on oneself. Once you start tasting the texture in your thoughts, feelings, and desires about being curved in on oneself, you right away should be able to identify that's that's not from God. So what is it like to be curved in on yourself? What is it like to be absorbed in yourself? What is it like to be stuck in your head? I describe it in a couple of of ways. One, for me, the the quickest, fastest way to distinguish one voice from another is when I'm alone or with someone in me. When I'm all alone in my thoughts, non-relational intellectual activity... Stuck in my head trying to figure something out, versus versus thinking, but I'm not alone in it. I'm aware of I'm aware of some. I'm not. am not necessarily saying you know I'm I'm a, aware of of gods here saying this, but I'm not experiencing life all alone. For me, that's the first texture of discernment. Am I being with or am I being alone? Thoughts, feelings, and desires that come from the enemy always pull oneself to be alone in one's thoughts, in one's desires, in one's... uh, Whatever one's
1: trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Folks, we we, uh, are at a break time. We have to take a break. Uh, We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Don't go away. We're visiting with Monsignor Thomas Richter on a couple of his favorite subjects
0: discernment and prayer so don't go away we'll be right back we've just begun this is real (laughs) presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on the real presence radio network
2: All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840.
4: I felt the presence of Baby O
1: change who I was from the inside out as the magnificent story of her life began unfolding in my womb. This Speak Life series is based on that experience and the experiences of others. What a joy for me to discover the Holy Spirit's plan as I wrote, that my child would bring the story of the unborn to life with her voice. It has been our honor to give our voices to the voiceless. Thank you for taking this
5: journey with us. Will you share Baby O with others? Together, we can roar like the Lion of Judah as we speak life. Written by Allison Updahl
0: Listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're broadcasting live from the beautiful Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota, the Diocese of Bismarck. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Doug Jillick. We're visiting with Monsignor Thomas Richter. And uh, we're uh, in the conversation, a delightful, delightful discussion about prayer and discernment. And during the break, Monsignor painted a picture for us about real discernment. Uh, St. John, at the Last Supper, uh, leaning against Jesus on his chest, discerning, discerning. He was not alone in that discernment. Can you uh, unpack that picture for us? Thanks, Mike, yeah. So so Christian discernment, right? Uh, Christian discernment, distinguishing
3: the voice of God from uh, the voice of uh, the enemy, is a relational exercise. (laughs) Discernment isn't about me figuring something out. Discernment is about me, is about me listening to someone and thinking with someone and relating to someone. So, the first thing again, that I think, if one one who comes to know what it 's like inside when when grace is moving me, the Holy Spirit, the good spirit, whatever uh, whatever term you want to say, versus uh, the enemy is what uh, St. Ignatius calls the bad spirit, etc uh, is this relationality or being alone, being with or being alone, and I trust that listeners uh, who are listening right now. Know what it's like when you're alone in your mind around a burden, around a question, around a mystery, around a trial versus being with someone in that. If you're going to discern, the first thing you do is you have to, you have to, be, a, you have to be aware of right now are my thoughts coming from this thing that makes me stuck in my head and alone or are my thoughts and, and um, uh, my desires, actually am I experiencing them with someone? Now, I've identified one voice from another. Mm-hmm. The second step then is I listen to this, this voice. I listen in this place where I'm with I don't listen to this place where I'm stuck and alone so it's not about figuring out what this voice is saying what that voice is saying the first thing is figuring out the source of these thoughts right Right. and once I figure out the source of these thoughts I choose not to listen Mm I choose not to listen to the thoughts that come from this source that we call the bad spirit, whatever, and uh, from the good spirit, I choose to listen to them and now enter into conversation with them and open them up and uh, consent to them, believe them,
1: assent to them, relish them. Does that make sense? It is uh, uh, making a lot of sense, Monsignor. I thank you very much for going... Into that uh, uh, deep subject, uh, I am more clear now on discernment. Uh, two voices, certainly, always. There's always the good and the and the evil. There's there's two two voices. And for now, listeners, I don't want this, I don't want go listeners. I'm sorry to cut you off. I don't no. want listeners to
3: have in their head the pitchforks, horns, and tails. But but rather these movements. And I think for the most part, most people experience them first and foremost as thoughts. Ignatius says the supernatural world, the good spirit, the bad spirit, relates to us. How do they relate to us? By what he calls spiritual movements. What's a spiritual movement? A spiritual movement is a stirring of a thought, a feeling, or a desire. A thought, a feeling, or a desire that is saying something to me in regards to the life of faith and my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, um, that's that's the... I I think it's helpful to think of it in terms of thoughts, feelings, and desires and get out of the pitchfork horns and, and stuff and now it becomes more real, more incarnational, very personal... And very close. In other words, right, God is closer to me. It, he, he's, he's the one stirring my thoughts uh, in this regard. And, and so the, the enic, enemy can be in somewhat of a similar way. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just covered the first, what, two steps of discernment for Ignatius. The, there's three steps to discernment. One is awareness. Being aware, and that's what I was talking about with how what, what is it like this awareness of, uh, um, right? It's uh thoughts, feelings, desires that grab pull me into myself being alone versus being with. For listeners out there, what is that like? I think, um, a good example for most of us who would be uh living the sacramental life. Um, It's not, I think we have a pattern, a pretty patterned experience when you go to mass or you go to adoration or whatever, and there's that peace and that presence that's saying uh, it's going to be okay uh, or whatever I was carrying when I walked in, it's now, it's going to be okay, we're going to be fine. You've now moved into uh, an experience of the good spirit now speaking. (laughs) And what that's like Mm -hmm. versus this other. Mm -hmm. And then the second step is understanding. So awareness and then understanding. So you're aware of the spiritual movements. The the second is understanding the source. Ah, I know this is from good spirit. This is from the other.
1: So awareness understanding, and then uh, into the third one. Yes. Okay. Third okay. one is, the third one he calls take action.
3: And the two actions are receive, receive, receive from God, receive God, receive the thoughts of God. Huh? So when you go to Mass, and after receiving, your heart's pulled into this place that says, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. That's, we're supposed to receive that as the truth, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, the other one is reject, so receive, reject, reject. Mm-hmm. don't try to figure out <laughs> You don't. Once you, once you have made the clear distinction this is from the bad spirit I don't listen to it I don't relate it to God, I don't say hey God, I'm thinking about,
1: no, I know this is not from you and so I turn away from it this is outstanding. This is from St. Ignatius, did you say? That's right. So, three steps. Awareness, understanding, and take action. Correct. Awareness, uh, knowing that there are thoughts. You have thoughts, feelings, and <laughs> desires. Okay. All right. Now, understanding that these thoughts, feelings, and desires... Aren't, sort, aren't coming from you. Not coming from me. They're coming from...
3: Discernment is... <laughs> the The foundation of discernment is... These particular thoughts, I am not the source of. Someone is stirring them in me. Just as just as people do, right? right. If if you have a person, if you have a person who is who as is filled with God, when they speak to you, they they stir thoughts, feelings, and desires in you. When you have a person whose heart is in a really bad place and maybe has bad will toward you when they speak to you, then that stirs other
1: thoughts, feelings, and desires in you. Very good. Very good analysis there. Thank you. All right. So uh, understanding of the source, understanding of the source, yeah. uh, the good and, and the, the bad spirit, and then taking action, taking action, receive receiving God as the truth. Yep.
3: Okay. That's how he speaks to you. Uh huh. So what's being said to you there? You're supposed to believe. You're supposed to assent to. You're supposed to consent to. You're supposed to relish. You're supposed to interiorize. Huh? Mm-hmm. So so if if you're thinking about you know um, should I change my job or not, and you've been you've been very sort of patterned in this you bring it to god you entrust it to him lord if you want to show me what i'm supposed to do go ahead in the meantime i'm going to do my daily duty and every time you go to mass and after this uh receiving at mass and your heart's put in this nice place and then the thought of should i sell my house or not comes up and there's a pattern clarity about yeah put it up on the market
1: Mm -hmm. you should now start taking that as right so so when people have a loss in their life whether that be uh family job etc uh there's a discernment that's triggered okay god what do you want me to do what do you want me to do okay i have i i i i have to be aware of thoughts feelings and desires uh what is the source is it good or is it the the bad spirit and then Taking action. Beautiful. All right. We have... uh, We're uh, at the top of the hour here, ladies and gentlemen. Can I say something for 15 seconds before we go to break? Yeah,
3: absolutely. So so what I want want to impress upon the listeners, discernment isn't about listening to everything and and sorting it out. A person to be good at discernment has to say, this is a voice I listen to. This is one I don't. Mm -hmm. I think where we fail in discernment is people... People listen to all of it and try to sort of sort it out. Mm-hmm. No, you listen to one, you don't listen to another. Very good,
1: ladies and gentlemen. we have to take a break don't go away we'll be right back with more of Thomas uh, Fa- uh, Monsignor, Thomas Richter on prayer and discernment don't go away. We will be right back.
2: Hi, this is Mark Holcraft and this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183 of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken every second and
5: fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central here on Real Presence Radio Network. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, Call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
4: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for March 16th. Today we celebrate Saint Clement Mary Hofbauer. Some people just won't take no for an answer. People like Clement Mary Hofbauer, who is considered the second founder of the Redemptorist Congregation. Born in Bohemia to a native Czech family, young Hans Hofbauer longed to be a priest. There was no money for studies. He was one of 12 children, but he found work in the bakery of a monastery, where he was permitted to attend classes in its Latin school. Some years later, two wealthy women offered to support him in his seminary studies. Hans joined the Redemptorist, took the name Clement, and was ordained in 1785. While living in Poland, Clement ministered to German-speaking Catholics, who had been left priestless when the Jesuits were suppressed. He worked among the poor and helped found an orphanage and a school for boys. Clement spent his final dozen years in Vienna, where he quickly became known as the Apostle of the City, hearing the confessions of the rich and poor, visiting the sick, counseling the powerful, and establishing a Catholic hospital. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Yes, we're back with our guest,
1: uh, Monsignor Thomas Richter, the pastor at Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota. It's the Diocese of Bismarck. And uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with uh, co-host Doug Jillick. Uh Doug you and uh, Monsignor uh, had a
2: delightful exchange here on the break. Uh I'll just hand it over to you. Thank you, Mike. Monsignor, relative to our talk, you know, we we're talking about how okay, here I'm I'm during the day. I identify that source of that voice and I identify it's evil or good, whatever. How do I approach that in my daily routine throughout nice. the whole day? Mm. Nice. I would I would uh I
3: would like to to back up even one step from that but but we 're going to get to that the, so once again, back to habitual dispositions that it, back to uh, this habitual disposition of not being absorbed in oneself, not being focused in oneself right uh, being with versus being alone, etc so um one one who actually lives um the Christian life or lives by faith lives by faith and is growing in faith not perfect but growing the fundamental the fundamental disposition the fundamental disposition is should be a person who acknowledges their need throughout the day and brings it to and brings it to God brings it to Jesus so what is what is a person doing what is a person doing who's good at discernment um throughout the day in his uh, his or her disposition how is one remaining with the lord how is one um living the christian life for the most part what is faith doing inside of them faith is acknowledging um uh all the 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 needs that one might have unfulfilled desires, and you don't live alone in them. You relate them to Jesus. You bring them to Jesus. So when you have a question, when you have a question that you don't have an answer to, you don't sit alone in it. Trying to figure you acknowledge, you acknowledge right away. This is something that, um, where I have a need for grace and I bring it to Jesus and carry out my daily duty. So while I'm living my daily life, carrying out my daily duty, doing my daily work, all these things that come at a person that uh, you can't take care of, that are, say, beyond you. So, right? Right? you would like to have more peace you would like to be less distracted you would like to be able to connect better with this person you would like to be able to uh, overcome this regret you would like um this person to not be sick you would like to have more savings whatever right you'd like the weather to be different less (laughs) wind in stark county (laughs) All those things come to you, a person who is good at discernment, right? No, uh, instinctually, by grace, responds by acknowledging that and simply entrusting it to God and moving on. To the degree I do that, I am not self-focused, I am open, and I live with the Lord who takes care of everything that's beyond me. To the degree I don't acknowledge and relate them, I live alone inside. I live alone inside, and every time I experience something that's beyond me, what, what happens? I go into my head thinking about it, trying to figure it out, and take it on, and now I'm, I'm already in a habitual disposition of following in curvatus estensei. One curved in on One curved in on oneself. Mm -hmm. So what uh, what, would a discerning person in my mind, what does a discerning person in my mind look like? It looks like any person carrying out their daily duty and everything that comes at them, that's beyond them in their thoughts, feelings, and desires, they acknowledge and relate to Jesus who is with them because they're people of faith and know he
2: is and knows he Mm -hmm. wants to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And that's where they receive from him. In my life, when you've presented this to our men's group, you covered it with uh, these letters, ARR, acknowledge, yep. relate, Great. and then receive. Yep. And so for you listening out there, it's a very good thing to remember. He talked about habitual discernment, ARR, acknowledge, relate, receive. And for me, again, when you say acknowledge, yes, I acknowledge Oh, I acknowledge that source. It's evil. Okay. During it. And I take that. I have a break here to choose at that point. Mm -hmm. And then I relate to God. And for me, it certainly could be anything from Jesus. I trust in you. That's Uh, right. Jesus, take care of it. Like the Serena of Novena asks us to say. Nice. And then receive, just as you said, sometimes receive does not mean that you just sit and wait. Of course not. Do the next step. It could be I need to wash the dishes. That's my next step. Okay, then, that's. It. But you okay. will receive. You're in the act receive when you do just your daily tasks. Good for you, Doug. Yeah. So, right. This is this is
3: organic. This is a dynamic. Uh, this is a, di- a dynamic uh, 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 reality. Why, why do I receive when I acknowledge and relate? Because God gives. And where is God giving in my need? So when I, bring, when I acknowledge and bring my need to God, the God who's giving there, I receive. I don't need to know it, how it feels. I don't need to know outcomes. I just, My part in faith is to acknowledge, relate, and uh, let the Lord give as, as he wishes
1: you know i'm I'm a listener out out there i'm on senior and i'm hearing this and i'm saying gee this this is the truth this i want to do this i want to do this i want to have peace i want to discern correctly i want to know the difference between the good spirit and, and the and the bad spirit and they're saying what 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 can i do now to enter into that that mode of spirituality good I I would
3: say the the most practical, concrete, basic thing every person can do is the most concrete, basic thing faith does. And that is acknowledges one's need and shares it, relates it, opens it, brings it to Jesus Mm -hmm. With, with the desire that Jesus does what he wishes. I don't bring it to Jesus so that he um, does what uh, I think he should do. I bring it to him because I'm a person who sees in the Lord the uh, the one who cares for me uh, and is all-powerful and will always do what is best. Mm-hmm. So all my needs I just bring to him. Yeah. Like a little child at home uh, brings uh, to mom and dad their need mm-hmm. and goes
1: about... Uh, living his life, playing, and enjoying life. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds uh, very simple when you put it that way. It <laughs> sounds very simple. Uh, s- uh, easier heard and, uh, and then putting into yes. action. Uh, but, but that's it. That's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. So I'm
3: saying, I'm saying a person who lives that way, discernment now becomes easy. So if I'm living that way, if I'm living that way, now, mm-hmm. I become more and more aware of those, th- those thoughts, etc., that come from God, and more aware of those that don't. And then, I, I very quickly can understand the source, because I'm a person who doesn't live by following Inkravat. So now, if I'm living that in a habitual disposition, now I can more easily distinguish between the uh, the good and the bad, and the sources, mm-hmm. the sources, mm-hmm. and so my life in following the Lord becomes being able to know the place where the Lord is speaking to me, what it's like when He is in these when, it, so so I identify ah this is where the Lord's speaking to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. and to uh, and then to not listen in this other place. Mm-hmm. This is the most important to be able to identify the place where I'm um, my thoughts, feelings, desires are being inspired by the Lord. And that takes in most cases patterned right if you're going to make a, a an important decision the Lord will reveals that in a patterned way, right? So in assisting, in assisting men with discerning, let's get specific now, discerning a, pre, a vocation to the priesthood, they, they have to come to see when the Lord is speaking to them and to listen to that and to believe it. And if he has chosen them to be a priest, that experience of closeness to God Experiencing peace and closeness with God will also be filled with attraction to the priesthood. Attractive thoughts to the priesthood. Affections for the priesthood. Now, when he leaves that place, and he's not in that place, and now um, the Lord lets the enemy stir stuff in him, okay, Um, and he's in that place, more than likely his attractions for the priesthood are going to be much less. His thoughts for the priesthood are going to be um, less clear, more confusing. And so now if he's not good at discernment, he's going to say, gosh, uh, sometimes I feel like I should be a priest, sometimes I don't. Well, the the fact is this. (laughs) When, (laughs) When you're experiencing God, you are attracted to the priesthood. When you're experiencing this other, you're not. And so that doesn't matter. Stop listening to that and pay attention to this and follow what this says and do your best to resist, reject, and not listen to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that can apply to whatever. But if you're going to be good at discernment, it has to be a patterned thing. I don't have a question and then in an afternoon, I'm going to go throw myself in a chapel for two hours and discern this. But rather, I'm going to notice in a patterned way, the, th- the question I always ask the guys is, where are you experiencing the presence of God? Where are you aware of the presence of God? Where do you experience the love of God? When do, where do you experience the peace of God? When you know you're... They would tell me that, and then I would always say, when you're in that place, are you more attracted to the priesthood or less? Are you more attracted to marriage or less? Because in that place... You are receiving the will of God. Right. right. The desires that are in God, He's stirring in you. The thoughts that are in God, He's stirring in you. The affections
1: in God, He's stirring in you. Mm-hmm. Your will is mm-hmm. His will. Mm-hmm. You know, folks, uh, uh, Monsignor. I, I think if we had a call in right now, you would we'd have like one hundred calls uh, <laughs> calling in to hope, ask questions. I hope you're right. And and uh, you know, it's it's intriguing. Uh, you know, the the right way to discern, the wrong way to discern. And uh, uh, so we'll, we'll, get, we'll talk more about this. We are at the uh, halfway mark of our uh, third segment here. We have to take a break, and uh, we will be right back with more of Monsignor Thomas Richter on the subject of prayer and discernment. Don't go away. Too many
0: breaks. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of
1: Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started.
0: SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives
1: to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio, ladies and gentlemen. We're glad you're with us. We uh, have a, uh, an intriguing, intriguing discussion going on about prayer and discernment with Monsignor Thomas Richter. My name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Doug Jillick, uh, my co-host. And we're here at the beautiful Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota. And uh, Monsignor, uh, the, the, the tail end of our segment here, uh, you, you mentioned Rule 1 and Rule 2 And uh, can you bring it home for us? Good, you bet. Uh, I'll I'll try to to be brief there. But before I jump into
3: that, I just want to encourage the listeners. Whatever you're thinking about, everything we've uh, just said, and whatever you think about when you hear the word discernment, it is the first step is getting out of your head, not more into your head. My concern in talking about discernment is always people going into their head more in non-relational thinking, trying to figure something out. That is the opposite of Christian discernment. Very good. One of the things you find in the gospel about about Judas is he's not relational with Jesus. It's one of the things I love most about most Last Supper depictions. He's turned away. He doesn't relate to Jesus. So whatever, listeners, whatever you're thinking about uh, discernment, if you want to be good at it, You have to get good at relating your heart to Jesus. Because discernment is about coming to know a voice. That isn't from you. That you're, you're distinguishing one voice from another. And neither of them are from you. And those voices are heard in thoughts, feelings, and desires. So let me be really concrete. Um, when I'm sick, I feel like God's alone. When I get sick, I feel like I'm alone. Did I just say? When yeah. I'm sick, I feel like I'm alone, like God is not with me. That is a thought. And that is a feeling right. that is saying right. something to me. Right. And it's saying something to me in regards to faith and relationship with God. So I know immediately. That that thought isn't from God; it violates the gospel. So I don't listen to it. Um, you have a thought. You have a thought about uh, the past, right? And um, w- whatever. I was just talking to someone the other day about regrets of the past, and that um, they were defining him. as... And and, uh, that somehow God wouldn't bring good out of that. We know that's not true. That's against the gospel. So you know that thought's not from, okay? When I win, I feel like God loves me more. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) That's another thought that is not from God, right? Or when I lose, I feel like God loves me less. All these things, right, are now in this this realm of um of this this discernment. So, but, but the point is, the voices speak to us through thoughts, feelings, desires. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Good. Rule one. Rule two. We have, to, we have to be quick here, and it's going to be um, annoyingly too simple, I'm afraid. Hope, hopefully it doesn't uh, confuse any listeners. But rule one of Ignatius says this. Rule one. This is for a person moving away from God. And this is the first thing you need to know. What is God like inside of me? What's the bad voice like? Am I a person moving away from God or moving toward God? And we'll experience these two shifts if, if I have enough time in a time of temptation. But anyway, if, if a person is moving away from God, namely, I know what God is wanting of me, but I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to live the way I want to live. I, I know this is, this is I, know what, I know what the Lord wants. If I'm honest with myself, I know what he wants. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm now a person moving away from God. Ignatius says in that person, in that person, The only way God can speak, the only way the good spirit, the only way you can experience the good spirit is through the power of right reason in one's conscience. Saying no, pricking it, it says. He says piercing it, pricking it. Don't stop. You're going to regret that. Hmm. It's not good for you. Don't. This is the experience of God. For a person moving away from God, it's their only experience of God. Right? I compare it to a child drinking bleach. The only way mom and dad can love that child is stop. Don't. They can't encourage that child because it only encourages them to drink more bleach, to hurt themselves more. For a person moving away from God, the bad spirit then, and the enemy says, acts in one's imagination around apparent pleasures, apparent um, consolations that are not delivered when one makes the choice. Mm. And so you have the hangover. This is how uh, these two voices are, these two movements are in a person moving away from God. The enemy consoles um, with false stuff, and then when one goes that route, there's regret. There's a a certain hangover Mm -hmm. every time. But if one actually listens to this, don't stop, you're going to regret it, etc., you're grateful you did. Then the Lord consoles. Then the Lord mm-hmm. consoles, mm-hmm. right? So if Joe Schmo uh, is in the faith, has been given the gift of faith, the gift of the faith in the Eucharist, and on Saturday or Sunday morning, he's going to, you know, go do whatever. Instead of going to mass, there's going to be the, sh- you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. He sh- should be gone. You're going you're gonna to regret it. And if he follows and listens to that pricking, when he, when he goes, he goes home glad that he followed that voice. But if he follows the voice, boy, if you don't go, you can just hang out, you have a full day to yourself, you can sleep in, uh, you can turn the game on early, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, he regrets it. Why? Because he's receiving from someone. When you follow the pricking voice, you're receiving from God. And God wants th- fullness of life, thriving of life, fulfilling of life. and so when I listen to Him and consent to Him, I receive life, I receive love, I receive fulfillment. When I consent to the enemy who's out to destroy me and suck life from me, then the end is the It's real, and we've That's all very real, well. and we've, we've all been there. Mm-hmm.
2: I need it so you just talked about at the end of the day, we feel Ugh, when we listen to the evil one. <laughs> That is a prime opportunity for the evil one to come back in and say, Oh, yeah, you did have a bad day. You know what? <laughs> Again, <laughs> oh, yeah. you need to be aware, acknowledge, relate, and receive. Totally. Even then. You're, you're right on. So, even, even when you
3: fall, right? So, the guy who skips Mass and then is, uh, he needs to now acknowledge that and start sharing it with Jesus. Jesus, you've got to help me. I'm self centered. I'm self-centered. I know you are the Eucharist. and The Eucharist is you. And I choose this over you. You got to save me. Mm -hmm. I need you. I need you to prick my conscience more. I need you to convert me. This is the acknowledging and relating that needs to happen in the midst of all of this before, during, and after. But the more I follow the enemy the harder it's going to be, right? When you follow the enemy and the hangover comes and he starts beating on you, now you're even more stuck in yourself. Because the spirit of evil is in Krivatus and And the more I consent to him, the more I receive. The more I receive of him, the more I'm receiving being curved in on myself. Mm. And so I feel all alone in everything all the time. Until he brings me another little false meta, uh, medicating sort of thing and for one or two or three or four minutes whatever there's this and then but he's constantly trying to get me more and more and more and more and more curved in myself
2: that's why I think Monsignor is so important in my life and i found like with the AR acknowledge relate receive that receive section is that to move on to the next step nice what you're called to do Otherwise, you do get caught in, waiting to receive. That's okay, right. What, what That's right. You, right.
3: you acknowledge and relate, and then go back to your head. Yes. Acknowledge, relate, go back to... No, you, you carry out your daily duty. You acknowledge okay. and relate while... Hi, you're a sailboat. You're a sailboat doing your thing, receiving from God throughout the day
1: by acknowledging and relating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Monsignor, we have uh, about uh, uh, one and a half minutes uh, please please uh, final thoughts god bless you <laughs> well I, I final thoughts
3: i think this needs to be talked about more i think it needs to be talked about more um to the faithful in a way that's accessible that's concrete that's practical that's real like doug is saying with uh that people understand that's helpful mm-hmm. um too much it can get guru-ish which only makes you stuck in your head Right. Discernment isn't thinking big thoughts. Discernment is childlike. I'm able to acknowledge my need and I bring it to him as I live my life. And then I start to to know what his presence is like Mm -hmm. and what it's not. And so I start not listening to that stuff that is desolate, that takes life from me. That turns me in on myself. That makes me alone in my crosses, in my burdens, in all these things that are beyond me. And so I stop consenting to that. And now I move into a
2: fuller and fuller life of being with him in everything. Yes. Real quick, Mike. This segment can be heavy for a lot of individuals. Again, the recorded segment yes. is on our website real president radio website yeah. it's
1: also on our app uh, just go to podcast and you'll see Monsignor's name just uh, click on that and you have a Monsignor thank you so much for uh, spending your gift of time with us it's been outstanding we'll we want to have you back to continue that's great all right ladies and gentlemen uh, next uh, we have a pre-recorded interview we have the uh, vocations jamboree uh, going on at the University of Mary and Heather Carroll our programming director had an opportunity to chat with Ed uh about the vocations jamboree going on right now at the university of mary and that's coming up right after the break don't go
0: away stay with us there's more real presence live to come on the real presence radio network